If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network, where you get valuable information you just can't find anywhere else. To thrive in today's trying times, you need the Financial Survival Network, now more than ever. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and get your free newsletter and gift. Financial Survival Network, now more than ever. Welcome. You are listening to and watching the Financial Survival Network. I'm Kerry Lutz. Today is Wednesday, February 3rd. Well, you know, the age of COVID, everything that's happened, if you're like many people out there, you probably have forgotten how to have fun, how to enjoy your life. And that is a real problem because regardless how things, how badly you might perceive things to be outside there, your inner state of happiness, whether you're happy or not fulfilled with your life, all takes place up here in this real estate between your ears. So if you can't be happy there, you're not going to be happy anywhere. That's what I've learned. That's what the whole COVID experience taught me. And got to find your inner happiness. And that involves really finding living your best possible life. People say that so often now, it's really a cliche, but it's really true. And somebody who's gonna help you to do that is my good friend, Captain Capitalism, AKA Aaron Clary. Aaron, we've been talking for years now, and man, the stuff that's going on around you, if you become obsessed with it, fixated on it, it's gonna make your life miserable. Oh, and by the way, send me your emails, how are you living your own best life? What do you, what can you bring to the table to help others do it? Aaron, you're somebody I know who's always had an immense joy for life, always finding the humor in every situation. How have you been dealing with COVID? Uh, I have not, frankly. Um, I think I violated every lockdown rule and law. Um, I've gone out every day, uh, to get exercise. Of course, now in Minnesota, it's a little bit difficult because it's very cold here. Uh, but I've went to Utah, I went hiking in Moab because they were an open and free state. I've made several trips to San Fran or not San Francisco, uh, South Dakota, went to Vegas and okay, I'll put on my mask if I got to go in for a restaurant or this or that. But, uh, truthfully, I just refuse to let it have an effect on my life. It's a, it's a little bit difficult because, um, as you kind of pointed out, 
we could talk about being up here in our own real estate and, and controlling your own environment to be happy unto yourself. And that's true, but a lot of your happiness is derived from other people. And so if, if there's been any drawback with the COVID, it's like, oh, I can't see as many friends, or maybe I can't visit other people because they're a little bit worried about it, or they got kids or they're old. So that, you know, my grandma's 94. So <clears throat> obviously I'd love to give her a hug, but I can't, you know, that kind of thing. Cause she's old. Uh, but otherwise, no, I, I, I just, I refuse to live in fear and have a lower life uh, uh, standard of living uh, just because of something that, frankly, I, I think I probably have, which is a pretty bad cold. Uh, and if anything, it's almost comical, if not tragic, to see everyone yelling around that the sky is falling. Uh, but yeah, personally, me, no, I didn't, I didn't let it. You know, I tried not to let it bother me as much as I could. And so uh, obviously it, it does have some kind of effect when you know you can't see different people. Or there's some slight restrictions on travel, but I have absolutely not. If, if anything, the Minnesota winter has been more oppressive than the COVID has, but that's, that's because <laughs> of a choice I make. And it is a choice. I think that's a great point. Yes, if your loved ones are ill and uh, they might not survive, if, you're, if your family is out of work, these are things that really make it difficult to really enjoy your life. But there are still ways to do it. And and I think that uh, all the fear and all the what the government's done here is just kind of criminal, isn't it? Well, and do you remember, let's go way back. It's almost coming up on a year ago now where all of a sudden there's rumblings in the news and like this is a real pandemic. We got to flatten the curve. And I think everyone was on the team like, holy cow, this is a virus. It's going to we better. Yeah, we better do. And I actually had like this little bit of a fear, like, God, you know, <clears throat> never thought about it. we've lived in the kind of a very good time, at least in terms of health, you know, like the Spanish flu, 100,000 millions dead, whatever. Like we don't have uh, <clears throat> a response to this. If I get it, there's a chance I could die. And there was that fear. And then after 15 days went by and no one's dying and there weren't bodies in the streets and, um, you know, there weren't zombies and chaos and I didn't have to live the, the you know, the TV show of the living dead and and uh, water was still running. I was like, this is this is another the Amazon rainforest is dying. This is another ozone layer. This is we're cutting down all the trees. This is another global warming. It's just the latest version that my teachers, at least back in the 80s, told us that the sky is falling. And I was like, forget it. I, I, I'm, it, it's another lie. And thank God I had the cynicism for that because I haven't lived the past 12 months almost in fear. The first two weeks, oh gosh, this might be real. Maybe I'm going to set my will up. And I was like, nope, just another false alarm, just more journalism and clicks and, and drama and BS. Oh my gosh. And it's like, no, for you. and then it, it only gets more corroborated with deadlier virus found in California, deadliest version found in the UK. It's, I don't care. And when I go out into the real world, uh, people are having fun. Uh, you go have a drink over in a bar in South Dakota. Uh, you're talking with Norma. If people out in the real world are living their lives and it's just, it's just another reason to unplug from the news and unplug from the internet. I could not agree with you more. I've stopped watching news virtually. Mm -hmm. I stopped watching news a long time ago, but I've stopped reading it now. It's amazing when you see what's happened, the way it just opens up your eyes and many of you out there, and you just decide that, you know what? I'm just checking out of it. I am not going to be a part of it any longer. 
And my health, I don't, you know, I know you've had some dramatic improvements in health with your dancing and losing weight and all that other stuff. I had super high cholesterol. I, I made kind of a vow in 2021 to, to get some of my own health stuff in check. I had cholesterol at 260. And if you don't have your cholesterol checked, that's very high. Uh, once I stopped care, like really unplugged, stop watching news, certainly unplugged from the internet. I only use social media for, and absolutely did not give two bleeps about uh, COVID. Uh, also, my cholesterol, I'm down to 184. My blood pressure is low. I mean, it, yeah, a drop of almost 80 points. And I don't know if people are aware just how bad it is, not just for your mental health, but certainly your biophysiological health, tuning into this poison, this cancer, where everything's, we're all going to die tomorrow and the communists are taking over if we manage to survive. And not that I don't, I'm not aware of the threats of socialism and ever increasing government and things like that. But yeah, man, we are going to die and I am not going to live my life not having fun, not enjoying life and worrying about whatever Ocasio-Cortez said this week, whatever sirens and alarms are going off with with the uh, with the uh, with the coronavirus. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, man. It's just it's really shocking the way that that everybody has has just kind of like bought into the narrative. And this is just another narrative, isn't it? It, it is. And what's really scary is how many people like are really chatting. Now, most of my friends are independent minded enough. We, we don't care if anything. We drive off to Wisconsin. We get dinner because they kind of treat you like an adult over there. Uh, but what shocks me is just how many people are living in fear. And that's fine. I don't care to, to be mercenary about it. I'm happy they're miserable. These are the people that would narc on you if the East German Stasi asked if your father said something wrong. So these are the type of people, the the fear mongers, the sheep. It's like, okay, fine, you guys go live in fear. Um, but it's it's still somewhat scary. It's like, wow, you know, half the population here <laughs> is is freaking out and losing their minds. And it's like, I gotta kind of and and like you said, you control your own environment. It's the environment closest to you. It's like I, one of the main reasons I'm leaving Minnesota is I don't want to deal with these people anymore. I do not want to be surrounded by these non-thinking sheep who will just willingly walk themselves into cattle cars where it's like, no, I'm going to go some other place where at least, you know, you're, you're left alone to smoke a cigar, have a drink and eat a steak. And there's not Karen filming you because you don't have your mask on. That's so true, man. It's so true. And you see this all the time right? You totally see it all the time with people. And, you know, this whole phenomena of the Karen, right? Uh, it's really uh, all over the place. No. Well, we've had now, gosh, two generations of, of people. And not, it, this isn't to focus on women because it, it, Karen is a stereotype. But we've had two generations of people who are not so young anymore, where their main value in life is how good of a corporate, not corporate, but a government stooge they are. Like how good, how good of an environmentalist, how good of a leftist in general? Are you a feminist? Are you an environmentalist? Do you care about the poor? Do you care about different races? Do you care about the plight of women? And you, whatever variant you want to paint that, it's just being a good little socialist. And we almost pursue to like a cult-like level where their entire value is different. Now, look, for example, you and me, Carrie, <clears throat> we probably vote Republican. I'm, you and I probably more libertarianism. And that's just how we believe empirically through our life and our philosophy. But I don't wake up and proselytize it necessarily and, and, and derive a super amount of value in the fact that my political philosophy is to leave and, and leave other people alone. Leave me be, I'll leave you alone. But 
that's that cannot be said for a lot of other people who have really nothing else going on in their lives. They don't derive joy from anything else. And all they have is their politics. And so when you have people like that where they don't have love, they don't have, you know, you got kids and you got a career. We do interesting things. It's like, I, I really don't want to do politics all day, but if you got nothing else going on that all you have is your politics, you're, you're, you're deriving value and worth from reporting your neighbor from making posts on Facebook, calling people and you're going to murder grandma. I, I, I just, I don't envy these people. I don't, I don't, but it, I don't want to live in the world. I'm going to have a much more happy life. I mean, me hiking in, uh, I was in Zion national park <clears throat> back in fall it was a grand old time. I had more fun on that one day hiking with my buddies than any leftist or anyone general who believes in this Wuhan crisis or whatever have been suffering this past year. It's it's and and you know what? See ya. Bye. Don't care. Enjoy enjoy your misery. I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. Couldn't agree and and understand. You know, having had COVID, it's serious and the key. But now survivability is getting it treated as quickly as possible. Don't sit around waiting for the results of the test to come in two, three days. During that time, you could be taking antibiotics and you probably won't get pneumonia from it. But is it something that uh, you should be sitting around in fear of? Look, I uh, look back. I told my kids this. I said, no matter what happened during my course of having COVID, I would not have changed anything over the past year, except uh, I probably would have gone to the doctor quicker and gotten it treated faster. That's the only thing I would have done. Right. And I, I don't know, and, and maybe we're of a different breed or ilk or generation or something like that, but I can't in my mind tolerate living in fear, uh, fretting about every possible thing. Heck, I can't even stay indoors. I got to inevitably go out and go do something. I, I, I don't know what kind of life that is to constantly live in fear, but it's no life at all. And uh, so what if, okay, you, you, uh, you know, and how long is this going to go on? Like, are we going to be here for five years under lockdown? I mean, seriously, it's a serious question. It's supposed to be 15 weeks. Now we're coming up on a year. How long is this going to happen? How long do you have to, to live in this fear? Uh, one time <clears throat> I was listening to this, uh, a documentary about World War II bombers and their death rates were very high. And what they did is they went through a kind of a cycle where they would go on the first couple of minutes, freak out, freak out. And that, what the guy said is, look, inevitably, you can't be worried all the time about dying because you can't just your, your body can no longer function like that. And I, I, I can't imagine what torment and, and, and pain that must have been to living in constant fear of death. But inevitably, they got to the point where like, well, if we go, we go. I'm wondering when the rest of society is going to get to that level where it's like, okay, are you done living in fear? Are you done being a coward? Are you done having a, a bad life, a bad mental existence all the time? And, and then you go out and until we kind of cowboy up as Americans, which no one does anymore. Well, I guess we accept our fate, whatever it may be, and go live free and enjoy our lives however we are. Uh, this is the mental health of the country is not going to improve at all. I mean, those of us who are independent minded will be fine. Uh, but those that are living in constant fear, I, they're they're never they're never going to come out of it. Yeah, it looks like it. And you look at New York City. How can a New York City come out of this, Aaron? <laughs> I, uh, don't, I, I don't care, Carrie. It's New York City. They vote to enslave me. Screw New York City. I don't care. Not my problem. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. I'm just happy to not be there. I'm sorry that I have family members there, but that's your choice. Mm -hmm. And so, but uh, but the whole country is in a depression. The world is in a depression. 
Do you buy the thing that there's a conspiracy trying to enslave humanity and they did all this? Don't just survive. Thrive. The Financial Survival Network. Arcana Corporation is on the verge of bringing the world's highest grade silver mine into production. The Revenue Virginius Mine in Colorado has proven improbable silver reserves grading nearly 37 ounces per ton silver with an all-in sustaining production cost of only US $8 per ounce of silver. The mine is fully permitted with infrastructure already in place and the company has announced they plan to commence production in 2020. Achieving successful production usually results in a significant upward share price re-rating on the Lasan curve. Arcana trades under the ticker AUN in Toronto and AUNFF in New York. To learn more, go to arcana.com. That's A U R C A N A.com. This is the Financial Survival Network, the information you need to thrive now more than ever. Oh, me? Do I believe in the good spirit? No, I, I believe the, the virus is, of course, real. I don't think there's like this was created in a lab and uh, it's used to to what it just doesn't make any any sense on the face of it. What's a much more plausible uh, uh, theory or explanation is we've had it too good for too long living on too much borrowed money and too much borrowed time. No one has suffered. No one has persevered. No one pays a price. No one even goes hungry. Remember when tightening belts used to mean something? I remember the vote. Do you remember the Volcker recession? Cause you were around, right? Yeah, Late soon. Right. Were yeah. times easy back then? No, yeah, it, not at all. Not at no. all. We, 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 we didn't have steak. We had to have chicken. We didn't, I mean, I remember bad times, but no one suffers anymore. We just put off more money, increase government spending. No one suffers. And so these people don't have this resilience to sometimes bad things happen. And so I totally believe much more plausible explanation is we have a pretty bad disease going around. It's not the end of the world, but people are so weak. They actually think that the sky is falling and now it's safety at all costs, even if we have to shut down the economy. So I, I just think the the average American mind and maybe some other Western nations, maybe a little bit in the world, <clears throat> they're just weak, soft people who are expecting there to be no problems in life. And now they're panicking or overreacting, I should say, uh, uh, to, to this real threat, but, but not something that's going to be the end of the world, let alone ruining your life over. Couldn't agree with you more. You got to live your life. And look, if you do have comorbidities and you have things wrong with you, then you've got to take appropriate steps. Mm -hmm. But if you're like your age or younger, the odds of you dying from this thing are nil. One thing I have to say Aaron, when it when it all happened, when COVID started, I looked at the numbers and I said, yeah, I'm 63, comorbidities mild. I probably have a 1% chance of dying from COVID if I get it. And I said, 1% insurance companies will underwrite that risk. I'm willing to assume the risk and live my life accordingly and not do anything too crazy, but I'm not going to live in a vacuum here because there's just nothing, nothing fun about that and nothing fulfilling. It's not uh, my kind of, not the life I want to lead. And uh, so I was right. You know, I beat the, I pretty much uh, beat the odds. I actually uh, did better than the odds. I'm here. And I, like I told you, I wouldn't have changed anything other than going to the doctor earlier.
Mm-hmm. And here's another thing. It's the, any of the younger people that might be tuning in, you have more of a romantic fun life with women than most young people today because they're so scared. Girls aren't going out on dates. Everything's online dating. You're going out salsa dancing. I always cut. I'm like, well, if you don't have the opposite sex or love or a little uh, way, hey, hey, fun with the the uh, you know team woman, what the heck is the point of life? And I, in my own realm, where I where I do my consulting, which predominantly targets younger guys, these guys are like, well, I, I try to get a date, they don't show up. Girls are like, well, how can I find a guy? I'm like, go outside, talk to someone in person. <laughs> Just geez, you know, well, we we skyped or we we zoomed. I'm like, that's not the same. You're like, go. Go hold hands and feed some ducks in a park, something. But it's that, and uh, Lord knows where that's going to happen. But um, they were forecasting that there'd be like COVID babies kind of come and do here pretty soon. And the complete opposite happened because sex is bad and kissing is going to transfer. I mean, you are depriving humans of their humanity. You're depriving of what makes life the best thing. And that's the opposite sex. And it's just, I I don't know where it's going to go, but it's, I mean, thank God I'm smoking for and, and, and have significant others in my life. But I just look at that. It's like, this is not living. This is, this is, and thank God you and some Floridians are going out and actually enjoying life because man, life is not, can you, the love life of your average San Franciscan doesn't exist. No. Hey. And right now, honestly, I am like, uh, as well as who I am, what I do, my standing in life, my value. I've also had COVID so I can't give the disease to anyone and I can't get it. So that has made my value as a member <laughs> of the uh, male uh, sex here way, it's gone way, way up. Like, oh, you had COVID. Well, you can't give it to me. Must Tell me back. more. <laughs> <laughs> so if you really want to score with the chicks, go get COVID. Get COVID, right. 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 <laughs> that will be a definite downer. <laughs> <laughs> it's really kind of funny when you think about it, but yeah, put it on your dating profile. I have COVID, immune to COVID. Immune to COVID. <laughs> yeah. What about the uh, vaccine that's going on? What's your take on that, Aaron? Uh, if you're older or frail, obviously get it. Uh, and being libertarian, if people want to get the vaccine, I'm not going to stop you. Uh, don't force me to get it. Um, I, I haven't really thought about, I'm no ethicist, you know, and, and haven't spent any time, but I could see maybe if you're working in the hospitals or with people who are frail, nursing home, that type of thing, maybe you want to get it as well. Um, but it's, it's, it's no different than the flu vaccine. Like mostly young people don't get it and mostly old frail people do. And I don't begrudge people going into the local Walgreens to get it every winter. And, and uh, as long as you're not knocking on my door saying, well, you can't fly if you didn't get the vaccine. So uh, we'll see where that goes. Coming. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Coming. We'll see. You might need this uh, COVID vaccination travel visa to get any place. I noticed that some countries are actually saying if you had COVID, just get a doctor's note that you've had it. And uh, you don't we'll have to worry about the vaccine or anything else. Mm-hmm. They'll uh, take you in. But, you know, look at what's happened to travel, global travel around the country. And it really is kind of shocking here. Yeah. And it's it's not sexy economics, but this lack of travel, and all these little shutdowns and this and that this is kind of wreaked havoc on supply chains uh, for everything from lumber to to fruits and vegetables to 
you know, it, it just the weirdest things are out of stock. Like you walk through a Walmart, like really? why is this shelf? Well, probably because they they needed magnesium, and and uh, that country that has the magnesium mines uh, doesn't allow for things going on. So it it is starting to become a a pain in the side. I mean, it's not a crisis. We don't look like a Venezuelan shopping mall or anything like that, or a not grocery yet. store. Not yet, not yet. But it it's it's kind of making me wonder. Like eh, it, it's starting to take a toll because as you know, I'm building a house and. I had to pay a little bit extra for lumber because we did lumber wasn't coming in because because of a, I don't know how lumber is affected by Wuhan, but apparently the we can't get lumber from Canada because of a disease. But uh, it, that's where your real economic costs are coming in, aside from people being laid off. Uh, but it, it's very frustrating and annoying uh, if even if you are fortunate enough to be one of the essential employees. And you think, like, look at the way the government has put small businesses out of business, especially in your state, mm -hmm. in Michigan, in Illinois, in California, in New York. And they have like no, no uh, conscience about it. They could care less that this person can't can no longer provide for their kids, provide for their family, can no longer earn an income. And uh, they can't figure out why people are fleeing from their states. Besides the lousy weather. Right. Well, but if you look at most of these people, you know, be it de Blasio or uh, before, uh, what's his name? Uh, whoever the mayor is of Minneapolis right now, there is Betsy Hodges. You go look in, at uh, Gavin Newsom. None of these people or the politicians ever worked a real job in their life. None. They and they what is it? Newsom like Pelosi's nephew and then de Blasio. What is he? The fourth or fifth grandson or generation of New York politicians. And then Betsy Hodges was a spoiled brat on the none of these people have ever had to support themselves. And it's not that they're they're being mean or malicious. They are just that clueless about what it takes to support oneself, let alone run a small business. So they're completely ignorant about supply chains and costs and labor costs, regulatory compliance. And it's again, it's kind of like, well, what about all the poor people in New York? Screw the people of New York. They voted it in. What about the poor people in Minneapolis? Screw the people in Minneapolis. Not only did they vote all this stuff in, they burned their own neighborhoods down. They they they, they blocked their own streets. It's like it's it's the it's the communists fighting the Nazis. You almost want to supply them both with guns. Like, yeah, knock yourselves out. Go ahead. So I mean, we could academically talk about like, well, why do they? They're too dumb. They're too spoiled. They're too weak people. They've never worked a job. And the idiots that voted him, it, it is one of the few instances of poetic justice where you could see people suffering yes. because of their voting. I mean, and, and the, the coup d'etat, even this has nothing to do with COVID. Uh, I love hearing about feces in the street. Yeah. Like San Francisco, think yeah. about that. The most leftist people have to step over human feces on the sidewalk. I know. So I, I don't, I don't, I, I try to find joy in it, even though it's dark humor and it's, it's at the expense of people suffering, but these people deserve to suffer because they voted it in on themselves. Yeah. They brought it on themselves. They got killer Cuomo in there. They just found, uh, he was, he's been lying and covering up about the number of nursing home deaths that occurred in New York due to his policies. It's just typical leftism equals failure. It's been that way since the uh, pilgrims landed here. Yeah. They tried communal farming. It's, it's been tried so many times. I don't know why these geniuses think 
they're going to make it work or maybe they know it's not going to work. They, they don't even know. They, they just, they're there to make money and avoid work. They all just want an easy job. And they, they also have an ego aspect where they want to be a leader or something. And as long as they, they promise free stuff, uh, the people will vote for them. I mean, I know before all this, we had our, we had the riots and whatnot in the twin cities. You think, Oh, well maybe they'd vote in some Republicans. Do you know how St. Paul and Minneapolis people voted? Democrat all the way. It's like, all right, you're not going to learn. So no, there's, there's no saving the situation. This it's just enjoying the train wreck as it happens, laughing as that, that particular part of the world burns and you just enjoy it. You wrote a book about that called enjoy yep. the decline. Yep. Great book. Yep. The first book of yours that I read that got me kind of hooked. So I'm going to be buying the book of numbers. Just tell us uh, the full title and where we find it. The The book of numbers, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about, just my latest <laughs> book. Uh, it's the book of numbers analyzing the ROI on the pursuit of women. Uh, it's obviously dedicated towards a male audience. And for any ladies that were curious about it, uh, they could pick it up too. But <clears throat> do not worry to be intellectually honest. The men are no better. But it, it takes a, I hired an actuary and went through a very thorough economic study and looked at what are your chances today? As a younger man, this targets people of first time marrying age. What are your chances of being successfully and happily married? Uh, and it's low. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very good. low. <laughs> Even at my advanced age here, not great. Although it might be a little bit better. Uh, but, all right. Hey, any questions, comments for Aaron or myself, send us an email to kl at kerrylutz.com. Take a look at Aaron's site, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. And take a look at ours. Get our free newsletter, financialsurvivalnetwork.com. One going out tomorrow. Aaron, always great catching up with you. You be well. Thanks for having me, Kerry. Thanks for listening to Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network, your solution to today's trying times. For the latest, go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. Financial Survival Network, now more than ever. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.